This is a Charles Russell Speechley's podcast. Our economy has shrunk by 10%, the largest fall in over 300 years. Our borrowing is the highest it has been outside of wartime. It's going to take this country and the whole world a long time to recover from this extraordinary economic situation. But we will recover. Welcome to this spring budget edition of the joint Charles Russell Speechless and Savills Property Professionals podcast. I'm Julie Sharp from the Strategic Land Development team at Charles Russell Speechless, and I'm joined today by Helen Coward, a tax partner here at Charles Russell Speechless, and Tim Watson, a director in the development team at Savills. Now, you would have heard Rishi Sunak say the country has the highest levels of borrowing since the world wars, but perhaps we haven't seen the wide-ranging tax rebate reforms that some had perhaps predicted that would happen in this budget. And there's been a focus, and the budget has been about freezing current levels of rates and allowances and raising corporation tax. Helen, why do you think that is? And why has corporation tax been targeted? I think the reason, so there's a, there's a couple of political points that we probably need to bear in mind. The first is that the Conservatives in their manifesto did commit not to raise a number of different taxes and, and income taxes is one of them and VAT is another. And those are the government's two real res- revenue raisers in terms of tax. So freezing all of those allowances is a way for the government to effectively achieve a tax rise because uh, in real terms over the next years until April 2026, uh, which is when they're frozen to, that will lead to increased tax receipts. Uh, and because those are the big revenue raises, that will undoubtedly help the public finances. While a, a CGT rate rise might have been politically you know, useful for the Chancellor in some ways, but wouldn't have had that revenue raising effect. So that may well be the reason. Uh, in terms of the corporation tax rate rise, it's probably simply because corporation tax was was at such a low rate at 19%. Uh, that again, it was it was a bit of an easy target for revenue raising. Uh, but the way that he's done it by deferring the actual implementation of that until April 2023 is, is quite interesting and actually is quite useful for companies uh, in order to be able to plan their expenditure and, and other activities until that time. I mean, I was listening to the radio after the budget and I heard one business owner say that he he he, he was all going very well. He was very pleased with it. And, and then they, the, they announced the corporation tax change and he literally spat out his tea. Um, so I think certain businesses are are, are very worried uh, about that. Um, so that there's also this new super deduction and that's that 130% um, deduction from the tax bill for investments uh, into, um, uh, is, it, is it plant and machinery built? The example given by the Chancellor was building equipment. But Helen, I don't think you could tell us a bit about how you see that working in practice and, and when that will come into effect. That comes into effect much more quickly than the corporation tax rate rise. So that, as I understand it, takes effect on the 1st of April this year. Uh, and that continues until the 1st of April or the 31st of March uh, 2023. So that actually dovetails with the increase in rate. So the super deduction lasts and up until the new corporation tax rate takes effect. And that's actually probably quite positive for the economy because otherwise the effect of an impending rate rise might have been for businesses to delay their capital investments because 
if you invest at 19% today, you're going to get a much lower tax relief than if you invest um, in 2023 when your corporation tax rate and therefore the amount that you get is sort of back in tax terms when you invest goes up uh, to 25%. So, that may otherwise have led to some businesses stalling their capital exp- expenditure until the new rate comes into effect. This should have the opposite effect and, and get people investing, which I, I guess is clearly what the Chancellor wants because that's good for the economy. So, um, it will affect capital expenditure um, and you're right to say plant and machinery. So, for a construction business, for example, it, it would be things like the capital investments that they need to make in order to carry on their business. So, uh, hopefully, as I say, good for the economy um, and makes sense in the context of the rate rise not happening for another two years. So if you were a company and you were going to build, you had plans to build a new factory in 2024, say, you'd perhaps be trying to bring that forward now as much as possible to make the most of this subsidy. Uh, probably not a factory because certain types of capital expenditure qualify and, and generally premises isn't one of them. They have their own uh, special capital allowance called the structures and buildings allowance and I don't think that's impacted by this change but if you were going to say renew all of your computing equipment then that might be something that you would decide to do in the next two years rather than in the period after that because you'll get more tax relief for it. There were lots of speculation pre-budget and lots of rumours around that there were going to be wider ranging changes to capital gains tax and inheritance tax. But we haven't seen that. First of all, did you see a pre-budget surge in transactions, who deals that were worried about a hike in capital gains tax? Um, and secondly, why, ha- why do you think the government haven't taken this action? We did see um, a number of landowners um, looking to to bring land forward um, for sale, um, particularly um, pre-Christmas, in the run-up to Christmas, and then immediately afterwards when I think um, the rumours of of these capital gains tax rises um, were probably slightly more prevalent. Um, We had a number of deals that went through, including one um, on Tuesday evening um, in anticipation of some sort of tax rise, um, albeit that I think as as this year's... um, moved on, um, possibly um, thoughts in terms of uh, rises immediately have, have been put slightly on the back burner. In terms of why, um, I'm, I'm, I mean, it looks like the government believes that the recovery is going to be swifter than, than originally anticipated and unemployment rates are potentially going to be lower, maybe peaking at 6.5% rather than 11 or 12% previously predicted. So they're possibly hoping that we're going to uh, get ourselves out of um, the current economic difficulties and, and potentially um, levying taxes at this point might not be very popular or helpful. Um, I don't know. Um, but it, it's possible that later on this year or at some point next year, um, those rate uh, rises may kick in. I don't know. Yes, we certainly saw a surge in transactions, deadlines for, for pre-budget work. And, but in a way, you know, it's good work for the lawyers. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but will there be this cycle? The question is, will there be this cycle every time pre-budget where there's a surge in deals, the rush of deals to go through in case there are capital gains tax, inheritance tax changes? Do you think we'll see that going forward? Possibly, yeah. I mean, in 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 the ex- recent experiences, um, tax changes have have often seemed to be the catalyst for for getting landowners thinking about um, selling their land or, or bringing it forward for development. Um, however, there are often other factors as well, so it's not normally the overriding factor. And so, uh, yes, I, I think I think you could be right as we get towards another 
um, budget, if the rumours of, of capital gains tax increases, then I think, again, we will get those um, parties that, that are, uh, have land to sell thinking about doing so quickly. Um, but but um, normally there are other factors in the background as well. So one of the other tax changes that came in and was actually announced pre-budget was the extension to the stamp duty uh, land tax thresholds. So that as they've been at, the nil rate band has been at five hundred thousand pounds, as we know, and there was due to be this cliff edge uh, this month, and that's now been extended to thirtieth of June. Uh, they've also brought in a more phased withdrawal, so it will be reduced to two hundred fifty thousand, I think, to the end of September, and then go back to its normal rate at one hundred twenty-five. Do you think, Helen, that that's enough to prevent a uh, cliff edge, a shock to the market with stamp duty land tax? I, I think it will help, certainly. I don't think it's going to be, I don't think it's going to have the effect of completely undoing the shock to the market that will inevitably take place when those thresholds um, jump back down. Uh, and, and there will inevitably be some people who lose out because they simply can't get their transaction done in the right time frame. So I think it will help. I think it will stop the shock being um, as bad as it would have been uh, had they not brought this change in. Uh, but I, I think home you know there will still be plenty of home buyers as i say who will feel the effect of the perhaps slightly less steep cliff edge that is still there at the end of june and then again at the end of september so the chancellor was clearly looking at providing some support here for the housing market um, in addition the government's introducing this new mortgage guarantee scheme for those looking to buy a home with a deposit of just 5%. And I think the Chancellor had announced that several of the, the major UK lenders had signed up to that. Um, so do you think that will support market turnover and house prices? I do. And it's it's clearly designed to help those with small deposits get access to, to mortgage um, products um, that are currently denied to them and, and get onto the property ladder. Um, uh, I mean, I, th I think that something like uh, at the beginning of 2020, a 95% mortgage um, could be obtained for, for less than 3%. But now those products have all but disappeared. And, and, and I think a 90% mortgage or something in the, uh, of, of that level uh, is typically more expensive than that today. Um, so bringing those um, uh, low deposit mortgages back will certainly be helpful. But I, I think we need to wait to see what the detail is behind that in terms of how those loans are. Um, are vetted um, before before making any further comments. I think. And overall, do you think the what what effect do you think the current changes are likely to have on the development market? I mean, overall, I think. Um, I mean, taking the the mortgage guarantee scheme and the stamp duty um, holiday extension, I think that those things are viewed positively. Um, um, as Helen said, removing the risk of a of a cliff edge, smoothing things out towards hopefully a more normal market. Um, later on in the year. Um, I read this morning that there's something like um, uh, every property transaction that takes place adds something like £37,000 to the wider economy, including about £4,000 in, in spending in the high street. So clearly there's there's benefits to the to the wider economy as well. But it, on the development side of things and that, and that the, um, the new home side of things, residential, um, I think, I think they're, they're positive um, impacts, which will hopefully... Um, keep the market moving and, and smooth things out. And I think we should also mention that there was a, another um, announced tax announcement around early February time for a new developer tax, to, and that was to pay for the cladding crisis following Glenville. But no details were released in this budget, which is perhaps surprising, Helen. And Why is that? And when do you think they are likely to be released? 
it was slightly disappointing not to see any detail on that because that's something obviously the house building sector is really anticipating because there so far has been really scant detail about what that new tax is going to look like. Um, and in particular, there was a, a reference in the Chancellor's speech to uh, ameliorating the effect of the, t of the corporation tax rate rise on the banking sector because they already pay an additional levy in addition to corporation tax. So it'd be interesting to see uh, with that in mind, how this works in relation to the corporation tax rate rise for house builders. So, I mean, it, it may well be that it, it didn't come out simply because it's not ready yet. Um, I think we're hopeful that when something does come out, it will be a consultation. That's what the government suggested so far, so that house builders will get a chance to comment on the impact that this new tax might have on the market and whether it's going to be fairly targeted. Um, uh, but I mean, it, We'll just have to wait and see. I know that tax day, uh, as apparently the Treasury are calling it, is set for the 23rd of March. So we will see more documentation and policy papers released then. And it's possible that the consultation will be uh, published on that date. But uh, there's, there's no indication either way so far. And finally, I'll come to both of you. Obviously, there's been the change in the income tax um, fixes that are in place now, the corporation tax. If there was a change, for example, in interest rates, then presumably with the, the huge levels of government borrowing more than they've ever had been in £350 billion, pounds, the, the government would need more tax revenue. Uh, so do, we, do you think that there's still more wide-ranging tax reforms to come? First of all, Tim? Probably, yes. Um, in the event that the interest rates go up, absolutely. Then the size of the borrowing, it sounds um, seems unlikely that they would be able to do anything other than um, raise tax rates in some form at, at some point in the future. And Helen? Yeah, I agree with that. So, I mean, I think most taxpayers will probably be expecting tax rises in future budgets. And uh, we might have quite a few more anxious pre-budget periods to come uh, for that reason. Well, thank you both. That brings to an end this edition of the Property Professionals podcast. We'll be back soon. And as, as ever, if there are topics you'd like us to discuss, then please do get in touch. But that's it for this edition. This is a Charles Russell Speechlease podcast.